So just as Jesus was manifested to destroy the works of the evil one, so now that is the calling and the responsibility and the privilege of every Christian. Hello friends, welcome. Thanks so much for listening. In this series, I'm continuing to talk about living in the kingdom of God, and I'm calling it Kingdom Living 201, because it's not really Kingdom Living 101, where, you know, we might talk about the basics of who is God, who is Jesus, what is the Bible, who are we, where do we come from, those kind of basic questions. This is more of once we get an understanding of who Jesus is, and, you know, we're familiar with the scriptures, how do we begin to live in the kingdom of God as the sons of God, administrating his royal dominion on the earth. And so Ephesians chapter 1 tells us what the eternal plan of God is. It says, beginning in verse 9, he made known to us the mystery of his will according to his purpose, which he set forth in Christ as a plan for the fullness of time to unite all things in him, things in heaven and things on the earth. And then later in chapter 3, it talks about that this was according to the eternal purpose that he has realized in Christ Jesus our Lord. So God's eternal purpose, his will, which was a mystery that he's made known to us, was to unite everything, things in heaven and things on earth, through his Son, Jesus Christ. Now, practically speaking, what does that mean? Well, we see that he mentions two distinct places, two distinct realms, things in heaven and things on earth. And those are the things that he wants to unite. He wants to bring everything in heaven together with everything on earth. Now, Psalm 115 says that the highest heavens belong to the Lord, but the earth he has given to mankind. Daniel chapter 5 verse 21 says that the Most High God is sovereign over all kingdoms on earth and sets over them anyone he wishes. So God is sovereign over the earth, but he has given dominion of the earth to mankind. In Genesis 1.26, God says, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over the livestock and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God has given the kingdoms of this world to men. Now, sadly, men have yielded to the devil and have therefore given the kingdoms of this world to the devil. Now, Satan, when he's tempting Jesus, he says that he could give Jesus all the kingdoms of the world. Now, there's two possibilities. One is that Satan was lying, and Jesus calls the devil the father of lies, so that's definitely a possibility. The other is that Satan is the god of this world, as he's called in 2 Corinthians 4.4, and mankind, by yielding to the devil's temptation, by believing his lies, Satan is controlling the kingdoms of this world, the systems of this world. In 1 John chapter 5 and verse 19, it says, the whole world lies in the power of of the evil one. In Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 1, it says, And you were dead in the trespass and sins in which you once walked, following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience, among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh. So, 
It could also be that Satan does have control of the kingdoms of this world, and he could have given them to Jesus. But Jesus did not take the shortcut. Jesus did not worship the devil. Jesus chose to do things God's way and resisted that temptation of Satan. So we see Jesus Christ, God in the flesh, God becomes a man and comes and destroys the power of the devil. 1 John 3, 8 says, For this purpose the Son of God was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. So Jesus comes to earth, destroys the work of the devil, and when he's resurrected from the dead in Matthew chapter 28, he says, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. So Jesus now has all authority on the earth and all authority in heaven. So any other authority on the earth is a renegade rebel authority. But it's important to understand that Jesus won that authority as a man. It's important to realize that everything that God does on the earth, he does it through people. God works with people on the earth because he has given dominion of the earth to people. So whenever God wants to do something on the earth, he works through people. He works through Noah. He works through Abraham. He works through Joseph. He works through Moses. And ultimately, he works through Jesus. God manifested the word, become flesh, God as a man, to accomplish his purposes on the earth. And the Bible says in Hebrews 10, verse 12, it says, But when Christ had offered for all time a single sacrifice for sins, he sat down at the right hand of God, waiting from that time until his enemies should be made a footstool for his feet. So Jesus has overcome the devil. He's given authority to his church to continue to overcome the devil and to bring every enemy of Christ into submission under his feet. Psalm 72, 8 says, May he have dominion from sea to sea and from the river to the ends of the earth. So you remember the famous scripture from Christmas time in Isaiah chapter 9 where it says, For unto us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, and of the increase of his government and of peace there will be no end. On the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and to uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time forth and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. So Jesus becomes a king from the line of David. He is going to reign eternally and of the increase of his government and of his peace there will be no end. Habakkuk 2.14 says, For the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as waters cover the sea. And so we see Jesus bringing the reign of heaven to earth, just like we started talking about in the beginning. Jesus is the one who unites heaven and earth. He brings the kingdom of God to the earth. And this was the good news that Jesus proclaimed in Mark 1, 14 and 15. Jesus doesn't come and say, uh, if you want to go to heaven when you die, believe in me. He doesn't come and say, God loves you and has a wonderful plan for your life. Jesus comes and says, the time is fulfilled. The kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe the good news. So the good news is that Jesus is bringing the reign of God to the earth. And Jesus is going to unite 
the earth realm with the heavenly realm so that God can have his perfect way on the earth. And the rule of God, the beautiful, wonderful, majestic, perfect rule of God can be established on the earth. And the way that God has chosen to do that is through his body on the earth, through his church. So now Jesus has ascended to heaven. He's seated at the right hand of God. He's waiting for every enemy to be made a footstool. And he's working through his church to destroy the works of the devil. So just as Jesus was manifested to destroy the works of the evil one, so now that is the calling and the responsibility and the privilege of every Christian. Every member of the body of Christ has the authority to destroy the works of the devil. Remember it said, the government shall be upon his shoulders. The government of God is the kingdom of heaven. It rests on the body of Christ. And we have the honor and the privilege of administrating the rule and the reign of Jesus. In Romans 16, 20, it says, the God of peace will soon crush Satan under your feet. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. So this is our calling. Remember in Luke 10, Jesus says, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Behold, I have given you authority to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall hurt you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. So when Jesus is on the earth, he goes about doing the good deeds of the kingdom. He casts out devils. He releases people from demonic oppression. He heals the sick. He forgives people's sins. He proclaims the nearness of the kingdom. And then when he leaves, his disciples go around doing the same thing. Wherever we see the works of Satan, this is our opportunity to reveal Christ. This is our opportunity to walk into the good deeds that God prepared for us, that as sons of the kingdom, we too can destroy the works of the devil. We have the authority and we have the commission to destroy the works of Satan wherever we see this. And it begins in our own bodies, like Romans chapter 12 says, we offer our bodies as a living sacrifice to the Lord. We deny the devil access to our own bodies. James chapter four, verse seven says, resist the devil and he will flee from you. So we don't give Satan any place in our bodies so that our bodies are available to God as instruments of righteousness. We offer the members of our bodies to the Lord to accomplish his purposes on the earth. We become instruments of his righteousness. And then beyond our own bodies, we begin to administrate the kingdom of God in our families and then in our communities. And then all over the world, wherever we see the works of the devil, we see an opportunity to administrate the reign of Christ to set people free from the oppression of the devil. Now, of course, God has given people free will. God allows people to choose, and some people will not want to come out of that bondage to Satan. But As many as God has called, as many as want to be set free, the church has the authority and the responsibility and the privilege to release those people, to release those captives from prison, to release the earth from this renegade 
regime of the devil, this renegade force of darkness. Jesus has already accomplished the victory. In John 12, 31, before he goes to the cross, Jesus is saying, now is the judgment of this world. Now will the ruler of this world be cast out. Jesus has already accomplished completely the defeating of the devil. Now the church gets the joy and the the opportunity and the responsibility of walking out what Jesus has already accomplished, of manifesting the rule and the reign of God. And that is our purpose as believers. We are to destroy the works of the devil and to release the earth into the liberation that is the rule of the Son of God. Any area where Satan is having dominion should be overcome and destroyed and set free in Jesus' name. And so this should make living on the earth really exciting for us, really meaningful for us, that uh, it's not necessarily comfortable, it's not necessarily fun as one might commonly think of fun, but it is profoundly meaningful. It is profoundly satisfying to destroy the works of the devil, to see people released from demonic oppression. When we look at a slum and we say, this is not how God intended people to live. This is the work of Satan oppressing humanity. What an injustice it is that this fallen angel could oppress the sons of God, the ones who bear the image and the likeness of God. What an affront to God's creation. And we have the joy and the responsibility of releasing the creation from this demonic oppression, from this evil. And and we do it the same way that Jesus did it. We do it by laying down our lives. We do it by loving people. We do it by serving people. But this is our calling. This is our purpose to step into the eternal purpose of God, to bring unity to all things in heaven and on earth under Christ. Amen. Thank you for listening. God bless you.